right, so we'll so we're recording there. All right, cool. Let's give him a call. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 210, and today we have a very special guest on, and uh, we have lots of questions for him, and he has a lot of great YouTube content, so we'll be getting to that in a moment, so stay tuned. We're really excited to have him here, and we're looking forward to talking to him and uh, asking him all sorts of questions and picking his brain on uh, all sorts of things, including travel, languages, uh, living in China. So it'll be a fun episode today. Um, but before we get to that, I'm happy to be here with my partner in crime, my good friend Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. It is good to be here. My one bit of human contact for the week. It's always nice. Not contact. Let me be clear. We do not touch. Uh, <laughs> That's true. But That's true. Uh, but someone to talk to, someone to hear my problems, someone to uh, lean a fake shoulder on. Um, you could see me leaning a shoulder on him or sitting next to him in front of this camera on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. You could follow us there. Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Uh, you could also email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, we would very much, um, Pijolsta, uh, appreciate, untra- uh, <laughs> appreciate five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Absolutely. So without further ado, I am very happy to introduce our guest for today. His name is Zach, and he is a uh, YouTuber currently living in Jilin, China. I think I pronounced the tones right on that, but I'm not sure we can ask Zach in a moment. Uh, And he has an awesome YouTube channel. Uh, with a lot of different topics varying uh, from living in China, um, Chinese media, Western media, has uh, some great guests on his YouTube channel as well. Uh, he's also a, a snowboarder um, and has lived in, I think, a couple different countries, if I remember correctly, when we were talking. So we're very excited to have him on. And so without further ado, Zach, thank you for coming on. And we're so happy to talk to you today. No, thank you so much, guys, for having me. I mean, I was, I was really surprised you, you guys reached out to me. Um, I mean, usually I don't get invitations like this because, uh, like you said, I have many different uh, topics on my channel and so many people uh, watch it and so many people dislike so many things on it. Uh, so I was really surprised that you guys uh, asked me to, to come onto the show. But yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to, to be here. And, you know, um, whatever questions that you have, I'm, I'm very happy to answer and, you know, put it out in front of a uh, wider crowd. Exactly. And that's why we wanted to have you on. We really appreciate uh, all the different topics you cover um, on your channel. Uh, can you tell us where can our listeners find your channel? Um, and, and, you know, what, what types of things do you are your favorite things to, you know, make your channel about? Absolutely. So um, if you go onto YouTube and uh, type in the search bar Zach P, um, I should be the first um, first result. And uh, obviously, my channel is uh, is still very small. I just uh, went past 500 subscribers. So, you know, like I said, it's very small, but uh, it's growing. Congrats, at a steady though. Pace. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, so, yeah, it's it's growing at a steady pace. Um, the topics that I like to cover, well, my personal favorite is, uh, like you said at the beginning, um, you know, I do videos about snowboarding and life in China. My number one is uh, snowboarding. Um, that's that's the the one that I love to cover because I, I love snowboarding. I would I would go snowboarding every single day of the year if I could. 
Nice. If I, if money, money, and uh, weather wouldn't be an issue, I would go right. snowboarding mm. every single day, man. <laughs> nice. How how did you get into snowboarding? Um, it's it's a funny story because uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why I'm married to my now wife. Um, oh, cool. Okay. So um, it was my first year in China, and uh, me and a couple of friends we decided on New Year's Eve. So we were absolutely wasted, like super mega drunk, <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, like off our faces completely. And we, we were like, man, we should totally go snowboarding. Like the mountain is literally next to us. We should totally go. And we had no idea how to snowboard. Like we had no okay. like experience in like winter sports. So we went the next day. We were a little bit like hungover and uh, we rented like snowboards and boots and all the stuff that you need for it. And uh, we got on the board. And we just kept falling and falling and falling. And by the end of the day, we had like bruises <laughs> everywhere, man. Like, like oh, I'll bet. every like possible place that you can think of, we had bruises there. And a week later, we were like, okay, we are not wasted. We are not hungover. We're going to try this again. And we're going to like, you know, absolutely smash it. And we did it. And uh, three weeks after that, I asked uh, the girl out, this girl that I, um, I was very interested in. Because uh, she mm -hmm. was like really pretty Chinese girl, slim, you know, slim mm -hmm. face and like, you know, nice hair, nice, uh, nice eyes and, and all of that. And um, right. I, I knew that she was snowboarding and, you know, I kind of wanted oh, to cool. show off. Okay. I kind of wanted to show off that, you know, <laughs> I can snowboard as well. Like, you right. know, I can, I can take you on a snowboard date. And, sure. Uh, and basically that's how, um, that's how we ended up like uh, meeting for real. And that, that was like our first date as well. And I still remember like every single detail. And, oh, that's uh, awesome! And I was trying to chase her down the slope, and I had a very like crappy board that I bought in Decathlon. I don't know if you know that store in China. Mm -mm. It's like a blue no. big like sports store, and um, I bought a snowboard from there. And the bindings uh, on the way down on the hill, they they, they like snapped in half. <laughs> like one of, one of the binding bands <laughs> snapped in half. Oh no, that's not good. So I was chasing her down the hill because she was so good at the time compared to me. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm better now, but <laughs> that's, just <a> side. <laughs> that's just a side thing. So I was chasing her down the hill and I broke my binding in half. And, you know, I, I, I just fell over and like I almost broke my everything uh, doing oh, that. But it was it was a fun experience, man. And, you know, it's something to to tell my kids in the future if, if it comes to that, because it's such a Absolutely. unique experience. Go ahead. No, sorry. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, it's it's really funny too. I think a lot of people have the the misconception with snowboarding because you're on snow, you don't get hurt when you fall. And I've been snowboarding a few times. I'm not very good at it, but yeah, just like you said, when you uh, got all bruised and beat up. Um, but I would say it makes a big difference if you're going. Uh, slightly hungover or if you're in a better state so uh i respect the follow-through though yeah because absolutely. i feel like if i were to drunkenly come up with this idea maybe i would try it but then once i'd fail miserably i'd be like this is why we don't make these decisions uh. we've probably had a couple of those in the past actually some ideas like that and didn't follow through i'll betcha yeah for sure yeah. but um yeah I, yeah the thing is though snowboarding and skiing it is it they're not that hard to they're hard to get like master, but they're not that hard to like get to the point where you're not constantly like eating shit. And so even like when I like I've skied before and I've never been good, but like it took like I don't know uh, t a couple weekends to be able to be like okay I I get the hang of how this thing was, works even though I'm not flying down the hill next like like these other people. Right. 
How long had your girlfriend been snowboarding before you? Uh, eight years, I think. Eight oh, wow. or nine years okay. at, at that time. So we're right. coming up, and, she's and, coming up to 12 years now in total. Oh, that's great. So, so is this in Jilin? Is that, was that the first place you, you landed in China? Um, so the first place that I landed in was actually Beijing. And um, I was going through like a training process with uh, with a company. Um, okay. It, it was basically like a nursery. So instead of coming here as an English teacher, I ended up being like a nursery kind of daddy okay. thing. <laughs> so okay. it was really weird. That's another story <laughs> to tell for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I landed in Beijing, did the training. Then um, they basically like kicked me out from Beijing and they said, you are going up north. Okay. okay. And then you went to Jilin. Yeah, yeah. So okay. they sent me to Jilin at um, like 2 a.m. in the morning. I was taking the night train and I got here at oh, 2 wow. a.m. in the morning. So it was really dodgy at that time. Right. And, and how long ago was that? Uh, that was a little over three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's, he's really had his boots on the ground in China for a while, Jared, as I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, that's, that's why we really appreciate your channel and your experiences because I think there's a lot of people who have... You know, when I came back from China, so many people had a lot of misconceptions about Chinese culture and Chinese people, and um, and so it's 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 good to have you on the on the podcast today to talk a little bit about that stuff. Um, and yeah. the the thing about Chad too is he like he has always been um, a warrior, a nervous Nelly. So whenever he's doing something, he he does a YouTube dive of mm-hmm. it. Probably too much research, so, <laughs> too much YouTube, and so um, <laughs> and so. It is, you know, and I think sometimes when you do that stuff, it's easy to get uh, pushed towards maybe the negative stuff, especially if you're coming at it from YouTube, which is, you know, mostly American American angles of it. But I think there is something to um, finding videos like yours where, it, where it, it doesn't give, it's not like, no, this is why it's great to live here. It's mm-hmm. just like, no, this is this is what's happening here. This is what, what it's like. It just exactly. gives a more realistic view of what's happening. Not saying this is the greatest place in the world, right. but also not saying, you know, you're, you're not constantly you know, in fear or something like that. Right. And, and I don't think there is a greatest place in the world that, that I know. Probably of. not. <laughs> that, not that I know of. I don't know about you, Zach, but, um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a greatest place for, for anyone. It's, well, I'll tell you what, there is, there is a greatest place, the place where you feel the most comfortable. That's the greatest place for you sure. personally. Mm-hmm. Sure. So maybe if I say that Jilin is the best place, and you lived in, for example, Beijing for five years, you're going to say Beijing right. is the best place. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, a per, it's a personal opinion and personal, it, it's based on personal uh, experience, I think. Mm-hmm. So what was it like e- making the decision to go to China? Because I always sort of um, tease Chad a little bit about how he's someone that, he, like, he loves to travel for work and stuff. And I'm like, at one point, you're, just, you're not coming back. This is, this is going to be the end. But, it, but he still is like, no, I'm coming back. But there is still that strong like, need to, to travel go and get somewhere out. Yeah. For, for a long period of time. So what is it for you that made you decide to even pursue something uh, international or abroad, I should say? Well, I was actually talking about this uh, in one of my latest videos. And... Um, you know, one of the main reasons, and so many people are um, are afraid to to admit this, but for me, it was money and and the lifestyle. Oh yeah, it, I saw it was that. money and lifestyle. Um, because in England, you know, I was making a decent salary, like two thousand pounds a month, and for a twenty something yeah, kid, bad. for a twenty something kid, that's that's good money. But, but that's not a ton to save, is it, in England? 
yeah, you can't really save from, from right. two grand. So right. you know, rent and how like you know car and taxes and and just general like living takes it away like very right. easily. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. That's true. I mean, that's that was one of the motivators for me as well to go to China. Uh, and that's one of the motivators to go back is is that lifestyle. You know, I was very fortunate. I had a uh, to myself. I had a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment within walking distance to the university where I was teaching, um, you know, uh, and it was in a nice little residential area. I lived in Jinan, which is in uh, Shandong, which is, you know, a little bit further south. Um and uh, it, it was a great experience, and, and the, the lifestyle can't really be matched in the West if you're making decent money in China. Well, yeah, absolutely. What do you mean by, like, a lifestyle, though? Just like... Because the, money is one thing. Right. But what, what are the other aspects that make this lifestyle so much uh, more appealing to you? Well, you want to take that one, Zach? Absolutely. Um, so, for, you know, like I said, the snowboarding experience, like... If I want to think about the snowboarding, I, I can't do that in England. Like my budget is not big enough to do oh, something yeah. like that. The other thing is uh, food. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm quite a big like foodie. Um, I mean, you I would to like to call myself the hamburger like uh, diplomat that goes around the <laughs> oh, world cool. and, you know, okay. <laughs> and, you know, tastes like all the hamburgers and everything. Like I used to work in a kitchen as well. So I mm -hmm. used to make like food for like on a large scale for a lot of people right. and um yeah like gives you a different is, respect for food i think right yeah yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I would agree i mean obviously food safety is, is is something different in china that's true um but you know there are so many regions with so many different like dishes that you can try like sichuan with all their spicy mm -hmm. stuff you you go to xinjiang the barbecue there mm -hmm. you go to beijing for the peking duck and all yeah, of these, really like, good. like all of these, like you know, different like uh, culinary experiences. It's so unique that nowhere else in the world you can go to to a place where you can see like this many like you know uh, dishes that are so different from each other. Except maybe America, I think. But you know, I've never I never been to the U.S. So mm. you know, I have a few American friends here, and they always tell me like, oh, Texas barbecue is this good. Or like, mm. uh, you know, steak at this place is so good or this part of America, like this food is amazing. So I think in, in this um, perspective, you can compare China and, and America mm -hmm. food wise. That's yeah. an interesting comparison. I, I would agree, though, too, that there's a lot of diversity in food in China and in the States, without a doubt. And I think the funny thing about barbecue is, depending on who you ask, yeah. barbecue can be a controversial, you know, if you say, yeah. like, Texas barbecue is better than, like, I don't know, like, Oklahoma Tennessee or Tennessee. Or, yeah, yeah. Every, like, all these uh -huh. southern states uh, right. claim their barbecue to be the best. Right. But I think the thing, I, I have heard that uh, Chinese uh, cuisine is among the most diverse cuisines out mm -hmm. there. I've never been and to China, super so People's word, word I was it. hoping he would come visit me while I was over there, but you know, since my contract ended and they sent me back here, we're we're here now. Yeah. So right. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. the thing about um, the U.S. is, I, I think we do have some some unique things to us, like probably barbecue. But then I think when you start thinking about what makes a lot of the other cuisines great, you know, like pizza in New York, that's not really American. Like we have our own style of it, but it's not really American. Or like I feel like a lot of our diversity is that we get a lot of choices of cuisine, but it's not necessarily that these are all like American 
staples. Like you go to right. California uh, or you go to like, you know, Southern California, you're going for the great Mexican food, for example, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, not perfected here in the U.S., obviously. Right. So I think it's a different kind of diversity of, mm-hmm. of food that we have here. Yeah. Zach, do you have a favorite uh, dish in Jilin? Absolutely. It's actually a Northeast favorite. I think you might know it because you, you've been here and about 90% mm. of the foreigners, they, they love this dish. It's called gobaro. Uh, uh, it's, it's some, some type, type of, of meat. meat. Yep. It's, um, it's basically sweet and sour pork. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I had it in the airport in Harbin. It's so good. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. And you can get like different kinds of flavors. Like there's one with like tomato sauce and there's like one with like honey and vinegar and all of these. I had the, the honey, honey and vinegar, vinegar one, one, I think. That's the yeah, one. That That's was fantastic. fantastic. That's yeah. the original, most legit one. That's mm. like a Northeast special. So, yeah. And the Northeast also has some really good barbecue as well, if I remember correctly. Right? I tell you what. I tell you what. The live stream that I was doing before uh, this recording, I was actually eating barbecue, like Northeast barbecue. When <laughs> we actually caught, caught a bit of it. it. We, we were watching it. Yeah. We were watching it while we were setting up. up. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, that that was uh, that's literally just outside, like outside my community. There's like a guy who knows me, and like every like two three days, I go to him, just chat to him. You know, mm-hmm. he always offers me a cigarette, and I always refuse him. Like. Sorry, right. I don't smoke. <laughs> right. Every like every time he offers me a cigarette. I wonder if it's a politeness thing cuz I got offered cigarettes all the time too by the the like security guards at my university. I'd always walk in and greet them and my Chinese is not very good. I don't know very much cuz I was only there for such a short time and I haven't studied it. But I think you you can speak some pretty decent uh Chinese, can't you? Indian. Okay, okay, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little, little bit. bit. A little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. I mean, I can get by. So, like, for example, the barbecue guy, I can I can talk to him about, you know, general stuff like, what's up? Like, you know, what did you do today? How is the weather today? Or right. or what, what do you want to eat? Or, you know, what are you going to do tomorrow, for example? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can't really go into, Argue like, physics. the 5,000 years of history <laughs> with him. <laughs> right. Because right. I don't have that much, you know, Mandarin sure. knowledge. Right. But I mean, that's really all you need to, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and well, yeah, I mean, that's really all you need at the end of the day. I mean, because you're not really, um, yeah, you're, it'll come is essentially yeah. what I'm saying. Like it, like what surprised me, cause I, I've lived abroad for a bit is how quickly it does or how it can just come just from being around it. And I, d- d- do you understand better than you can speak it? Can you, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's what I would imagine. Yeah, that's no surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but th- there's also a lot to tone, too. So, you know, you don't... Yeah, that's the tricky thing with me. I never say the, the downward tone correctly in, in Mandarin. Um, oh, the fourth tone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was funny. I'll, I'll never forget, speaking of just knowing a language enough to get by, uh, this was me not knowing but trying to pick it up. I was in a cab in Beijing, and the cab driver... I sat in the front, uh, and the cab driver said, Chifan Lama, uh, which is like, have you have you eaten yet? Mm. Uh, yeah. And, and I was really confused. I was also kind of hung over and I was like, <laughs> and you know, this was like my probably s- second month in China. And, uh, and he, and he asked me, and I'm like, I'm like, what? And then I, I use my translator app on my phone and I was like, have you eaten yet? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. And, but then I said, how are you? Um, I didn't realize what he meant was, how are you? So it's weird how those funny little cultural things that you don't know how it kind of plays out. 
But I mean, I guess it's kind of similar in the U.S. How are you most of the time more just means hello, you know? That's true. When you say how are you, people say good. Sometimes, Everyone yeah. just says good, right. you know? Or fine. And, it, and yeah. that's just more the hello for us, mm-hmm. too. It's weird to be like, well, I'm glad you asked. Right. It's been a really tough week. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I'm not right. really yeah, that don't actually tell me. Yeah, don't actually tell me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's weird how that works. I had some students in, in one of my uh, German classes a few years ago. We were in Germany for the summer, and, and they kept telling the Germans, uh, hello, wie geht's dir, which is, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. But Germans don't say that. And so some German people got really frustrated and confused with her. Um, and we had to, you know, it became a teachable moment because we had to be like, look, you, you can say hello, guten Morgen, guten Tag, something like that. But you don't need to ask everyone how they are because yeah. that's just not what they do culturally here. Um, it's such interesting. A, such a textbook thing. Like I, I right. used to learn German in, in Hungary at school, mm-hmm. in, in school. But like, you know, like wie geht's is it's just like, so textbook like you you don't right. you don't ask it i've been to austria and germany mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know when when you meet people i mean this this was like you know 16 17 years ago so a long time ago when i was in germany and austria and uh, you know i still remember some some things like some sentences and some some things that you can say but you know i've never ever ever heard any german or austrian would say like begets Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that yeah. that is the textbook way you learn it, and then there's always like some sort of slang version that you actually end up using. Right. Vasket up. <laughs> yeah. Vasket. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of different variants. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So, so I tell you what, I, mm-hmm. I I actually know a German one that might be a bit too dirty, so we might need to cut it out. Okay. Is is, is I'm called Hast du Lust dazu? Oh yeah, do, are you? Yeah, are you? Do, do you, you fancy want it? Y- yeah. yeah, like do yeah. you fancy it? Yeah. That's yeah. that's something that I remember because there was right. a kid in our class who asked asked this question to the German teacher, uh-huh. and her head and her head like oh, she was geez. a very pale teacher. <laughs> <laughs> her skin was like super pale, and she turned red like a crab, oh, like bad. a lobster, like like a fully cooked. Lobster. And then, like the kids in the class were like, "Oh, we need to remember this one." Right? Yeah, you you don't forget <laughs> something those. good. Yeah, you don't forget those. <laughs> I had a I had a German exchange student in my high school try to convince me to uh, ask ask my German teacher what uh, "Ich hole mir gerade einen runter" means, which uh, is a pretty dirty sentence. It means you know I'm I'm taking care of myself, I guess, to put it nicely. Mm, mm. Um, and you know, I was a junior in high school, and I'm pretty sure if I would have been dumb enough to ask my old German teacher, she probably would have had a heart attack. That's such uh, a weird school sure. thing that people used to do, yeah, like telling right. someone to ask, like, "Hey, ask them what this means." Right. It's like, well, this is clearly terrible. Why? W- right. <laughs> why would you ask right. me to do this? At the same time, though, it's a little scary because if you have a friend who likes to play pranks on you, they could mm. say, "Oh yeah, this word means this," and it could be like a dirty word, and you could just use it. And not even know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've crazy. done that before. Yeah. Um, Chad, I wanted to ask you. I, um, so I, I did look at, I've looked at a good bit of your videos. And I, and I was thinking when I looked Chad at. Chad or Zach? I think you mean Zach. No, I meant Chad. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to. Um, <laughs> I like the videos about the three th- reasons you like and don't like um, China. And I just wanted to hear what what yours would be at the top of your head. oh my three oh interesting yeah yeah i watch those videos too the three, three yeah i also liked your uh, haters video that's a good one too <laughs> uh, that's a really really good one um but anyways uh oh man uh what i liked about china and you'll hear chinese people say this and i'm sure zach can vouch for me uh the convenience 
I have heard so many Chinese people say the sentence, utter the sentence, it's very convenient, or this is very convenient, because all the delivery services, all the apps that you can mm. use, the, you know, like Zach and I briefly talked about uh, when we were texting, you know, WeChat is super convenient, you know, yeah, he's got his WeChat right there, does everything, so I would say the convenience um, I would say that a lot of the people that I met were extremely hospitable and nice. So the people would be my number two. Uh, number three is just the sights. I mean, it's amazing to see just these skyscrapers and, and the lights at night. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I got to see the Confucius Temple in Chufu. I don't know if you've ever been there, Zach, but if you haven't, check it out. It's definitely worth a visit. Um, and that's also in Shandong. That wasn't too far from where I was living at the time. Um Got to see the ice festival in Harbin, which was one of the most beautiful. Cra- have you been? You've probably been there before, haven't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, the ice festival. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, the pictures that prob- definitely did not do it justice. Yeah, that, I, yeah. You need a super nice camera, I think, and actually know how to take pictures. I'm just yeah. here with my iPhone trying Chad's to take a the picture. The opposite of knowing how to take pictures. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that would be my three, I guess. Okay. Uh, three things I didn't like. Well, and this is more my fault. This isn't really China, but the language barrier. It's mm-hmm. difficult in China with the characters. And if you don't know, uh, you know, I learned a couple characters while I was there. And uh, I am I really need to start getting to learning it again if I'm planning to come back in 2021. Um, so the language barrier. I mean, it is mm-hmm. your fault, but it also is a very difficult language for a, like a, a Native American speaker to learn, too. Right. So, so it, it still is a barrier bigger than... I'd say when you're in the Czech Republic, even. Yeah, yeah. Czech Republic was easier. Knowing German, I was in a small border town near Germany, Zach, so it was a lot easier to figure some things out. There was so a lot of not, Czech I just want to say, it, it is your fault, sure, but I don't. Right. it's not fully your fault, right. I would say, too. Because it is going to... Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So Keep language going. barrier, uh, number one. Number two is the, the sometimes you're unsure about food quality in some uh-huh. places. Um, that can be a little irritating. I, had, I only had one bad bout of, uh, you know, some toilet issues uh while i was in china so that's good uh one bout for six months i think is okay that's pretty good yeah um but i was probably overly cautious like jared said i'm i'm a warrior sometimes but anyway so last i don't know what my last one would be what i don't like uh, well i mean you don't have the option i guess the the free internet you know it would mm. be really nice to but at the same time we've talked about this on a previous episode and i'm curious what your thoughts are on this zach um that uh I talked to a friend of mine, actually, that I met in Harbin when I was there for a a workshop, a teaching workshop, and he mentioned that one of the reasons why a lot of Chinese people don't care as much that they don't have all the Western, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all this easily accessible is because there are Chinese equivalents. So it's like, what's the point? Why do I need Facebook when I have, you know, other platforms that do the same thing or even do things better, maybe? Mm -hmm. Um, But what what are your thoughts on that, Zach? Oh, absolutely. And uh, the other thing is... um Chinese people, they speak Chinese. They don't speak English. Right. Like that's a that's a very like silly and 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 obvious one. But that's also it's one of the true, reasons though. why yeah. they don't need YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. One, like you said, they have the Chinese counterpart, and two, because they don't speak English. Like you know, majority of Chinese people they still don't speak English, even though there are training schools popping up every right. every block, like. It's not not common yet. It's it's really interesting to be in an environment like that. But after a while, I think you get used to it. I think for me, after month three or four, I kind of was in the ebb and flow of, all right, I just know this, this, you know, taxi driver, this person at the restaurant I have to communicate with, they probably don't speak very much English. Maybe they know a teeny tiny little bit. Some people I met in China also were just very humble and shy and weren't really 
didn't feel comfortable enough to speak English, which was mm-hmm. fine. I mean, I tried to speak, you know, Mandarin with them. Didn't always work. Sometimes it would. A lot of times, you know, it resulted in me showing them the translation on my phone. But <laughs> it got the job done, you know? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think it also is a very... Um, that's like a very Western view. True. Is to be True. like... What, well, you guys don't want YouTube and Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, why wouldn't you want to see all of our, our cool stuff? Or it's yeah. like, I, I think for a lot of us Westerners, it's hard for us, for them to imagine. They have their own, like, celebrities. They have their own culture right. and, and stuff going on in the celebrity world that, and it's just like, oh, you don't want to know about Brad and Angelina? And it's like, right. no, it's we ridiculous. don't. ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, they actually, they have celebrities too. So I, I think it's, that's just also some of our Western uh, opinion in there. Right. But you still, I mean, you have a YouTube channel though. And so you do uh, have the ability to put out, so how do you, like, how do you, what's the, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> But it's like, um, t- how do you do that then? Let me let me ask you that. In living in China, how do you have a YouTube cha- a channel and puts uh, and load pretty often? I would say. Um, so, um, like you guys said, the um, the free internet, the Western internet, is basically mm. blocked. So, yep. Yep. Um, there is a thing in China called the, the Great Firewall. We did an episode on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, you guys are familiar with that one. So that is basically blocking all, well, not all, but uh, some Western uh, Western websites and, and social medias out from China for various reasons. I mean, yeah. um, you know, Facebook was blocked because of Xinjiang, apparently. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into right, right. this because it's not my speciality and I don't really like to talk about right, this right. because these no, are no, speculations. Exactly. exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, so if you want to get past the, uh, the Great Firewall, you need a VPN, which yeah. stands for Virtual Private Network. And uh, that is basically putting you on the other side of the firewall. Mm. I mean, it is monitored um, by, by people and, and by servers and, and uh, computers, but it is totally legal. So if people mm. say that it's not legal to use a VPN, they just don't know. It is 100% legal to use a VPN. It is not legal to distribute VPN. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, No, he's he's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the illegal part. Like, like we, we, we were told we were told to load the VPNs on our devices before we came. Sure. Um, so yeah. it's so so is it illegal to go to blocked websites? If you're using a VPN so, so from my understanding, if you're using a VPN, you're accessing it, right? Uh-huh. As long as you're not sharing it or or doing anything like that, uh-huh. I've heard it's not really an issue. I could be am I wrong about that, Zach? Uh, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, the thing is, companies, they can actually buy it from government like companies that, that sell mm-hmm. VPNs right. because there are so sure. many companies like um, Taobao, which is mm-hmm. Alibaba. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the Amazon of, of China, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can, you can buy uh, things from that. For example, like Wish is just an English version of, of uh, Taobao. I mean, really? I didn't know what Wish was. was. Okay. okay. Um, it's not very modern and it's not very right. up to date. But and I think the shipping takes forever too, doesn't it? Because it's coming all the way from China, right? Whereas, Whereas I mean, that's what I really miss was uh, 
I, I use Taobao a little bit, but I used a website. Uh, a friend of mine gave me the website uh, Bao Pals. I don't know if you've heard that, but that one's completely in English uh, and everything. And that's what I used to order stuff in China. And it was really great. I mean, just being able to get everything you needed. Um, it was so, so nice and so convenient. Whereas, you know, here we do have Amazon, but things aren't nearly as affordable as they were in China. Um, and yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Um, so, so you've been living in China now for three years. Um, what, what have been kind of some of the, um, like your favorite things about experiencing and being in China for, for so long? Because I think you, you know, you get to see and do a lot of different things. Um, so on a personal level, um, the, the, the best one is that, you know, people still treat me like a celebrity. Like you go out and you We've start talking about this, this before. before. Yeah. yeah. You, uh -huh. you, like people see you on the street and they ask for your WeChat. They ask for photos. Mm -hmm. Like I was flying my drone the other day and, and you know, an old Chinese man, he, he came up to me. He was like 90 something. He could barely walk. And he's like, why go ren? Why go ren? Which is, which means foreigner yep. in, in, mm -hmm. in Chinese. And he's like, why go ren, ma? Are you a foreigner? And I'm like, shudder, mm -hmm. shudder. And he's like, where are you from? What are mm -hmm. you doing here? Like, is uh -huh. this your drone? Like, are you, are you taking nice pictures of China? And all of these, like, you know, like welcoming right. things. And mm -hmm. even after three years, you still get this because it still feels like it's just day one of your journey in China. On yeah. a personal level, that's that's something that you know that is amazing, and you know you, you, you just can't can even, get enough of it. You can even see it in your uh, in your videos. Like when you went to the night market, you can just see everyone stare. Like not everyone, but so many people staring at the at you in the camera as you walk by, and just and 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 there was one. You were not at the night market, but you were walking around some big empty area, and there was a dude like with a fishing net like right behind you. But like to like it perfectly in shot, and I was like, is that guy purposely walking there so he's in the shot or something? And it, it like it did seem like he was almost following you for a second. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, and it did make me think about Chad saying where it's like, at at first maybe it's a little unnerving. At least maybe it would be for me. But you are you are sort of this this celebrity all the time, and people are sort of amazed just at your presence sometimes. Right. Well, and and I don't know about you, but. I definitely met some people where I was probably one of the first foreigners they had ever met in person, which I think for some people, it's hard to wrap their heads around, uh, especially people who grow up in the West, uh, in Europe or the States, United States, you know, mm -hmm. um, because you see plenty of foreigners because you, you're living in the West, you know, you see plenty of Westerners. Um, but once you get over to China, it's, yeah, it's different the way people interact with you and treat you. Um, I think people want you to have an overall positive experience in China. Um, I had a lot of people invite me out to, you know, dinner and different things. And, uh, I think Americans can be very hospitable as well, but I think it's, it's done in different ways, hmm. um, than they, than they do it in China, um, from, from my own experience. Um, so I've got to ask you too, Zach, how, how do you handle the, the cold winters? So far up north, because, you know, I was in Harbin twice, uh, once in November and once in January. Um, and, you know, both times it was I like the cold. You know, we're, uh, I grew up in Michigan. I mean, you more or less grew up in Michigan, too. I did. I don't um, like it. I just tolerate it. Right. Uh, how do you handle <laughs> I'm just it? used to it. Um, I mean, Hungary is kind of the same like climate uh, where, I, where I, I, I grew up. Well, I didn't really grow up in Hungary. I was there for like 13 years. So, you know, that was the first part of my life. Um, I mean, it can get pretty cold, like you said. Uh, last winter, it was the the coldest was minus thirty five in oh, Celsius. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yep. I 
I don't know what that is in 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 Fahrenheit, but it's, it's cold. 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 It's, it's cold. cold. Yeah. It's cold as shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I, I can see Jared. He's like he's like pulling his shoulders together. Like <laughs> it's oh, cold. It's in getting cold. Like can... yeah. Well, I, I got the AC vent open. We're sitting right by it. Yeah, and I'm just getting uh, flashbacks. This is the yeah. this is the few. These are the few months in Michigan where it's gorgeous here. Yeah. And it's like we can't be talking about this stuff right now. Right. It's yeah. Be cold. No. I'm kidding. Yeah. It's in the mid mid to usually mid to <clears> upper twenty. <throat> sometimes 30s here uh celsius so basically the way we deal with it is um obviously there's like central heating that the government turns on um in, in, in november, november right? right um i think we had it in october in, in october, october. Okay. Yeah. okay like the last two weeks of october um okay and Gina, it was november okay but it makes sense that it's october by you well how does that work how does the central the central heat work that they, so, they, they, they turn it on and so um the way it works is in in china we have these like super tall buildings and that's just everywhere that's that's where people mm -hmm. live and mm -hmm. uh, obviously at the at the ground floor they they have like a big like box that that they just switch on so all the water can go up into all the all the buildings and uh, all the apartments oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. and there's like a central like um so people can't just turn on turn on heat whenever they want is what I'm getting at. You, well, I mean, yeah, no. once the government turns it on, you can turn it off and on. But yeah, before that, I guess not. Oh. Yeah, bef before that, yeah. you don't really have access to it. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but, you but you don't, don't really, really need it. Sure, sure, sure. Once, once, once it's turned on, you can decide like how hot or how how <laughs> cold you want it. But um, you know, the thing is, it makes sense, and and I'm sure they're never freezing you out in your place. But it is just like sometimes, you know, as an American. And I think about all these uh, all these Karens that we've been seeing a lot today. I just think about I just think about someone being like, "You won't let me turn on my heat when oh, it's ninety yeah. degrees outside." I like I have the freedom to control right. my heat. Americans are very I stubborn want. like that. I, I hate to admit it. I've I've noticed that more and more since I've gotten back here. The whole mask thing. You know, I was talking to my mom about this earlier. In China, it's not even a question. You know, when you go outside, you wear a mask. Um, you know, I, I think in, in Jilin, though, you don't need to wear a mask anymore, right? Not really, no. I mean, we're super, we're super safe and super fine here. Um, if you mm -hmm. watched, like, the last, like, five or six videos, I wasn't wearing a mask. Even at, right. even at the night market. I was because, just about to you say know, that. so many people got tested in Jilin. And, right. you know, 100% came back as negative. So, right. you right. know, when people say that, oh, everybody is lying and it's not true and they're still, like, you know cases in Jilin and all around China, mm -hmm. like no government and no, no officials are that stupid to, to right. let right. these people loose and, you know, cause a bigger problem for themselves. Right. Right. And right. that's right. just logic. That's, that's sure. common sure. sense. Yeah. What's, I, I, that's the same. That's a lot of what's going on here too. I'm like, what do you mm -hmm. guys think is the benefit of people making this some sort of a hoax or something? Right. Yeah. It's, it's not like, a hoax. Because it's sure. like people are... <laughs> sacrificing their economy and people's ability to work for people's this. ability like, to travel well, i don't understand what people yeah. think the benefit is to making this some sort of right. giant hoax right and there are so many americans who have turned this into a political thing when it's not a political thing at all right you know this is all about just health and safety yeah and i really want people in the u.s to i think you know china has done a lot of great things to handle this you know uh the the testing the you know people were wearing masks pretty universally you know when i was still in china in early january i remember going out a few times to get groceries and stuff um and i had a mask on everybody else all the workers in the store and it was you know no question but here in the states 
I've been seeing a lot of people in stores wearing masks, but not a lot of people walking around outside. And most people here haven't been tested yet, you know? And so um, it's a whole different environment here. Um, and so, so yeah, but I'm happy to hear, though, that things are, you know, better in Jilin. And, and you know, that's that's really, really good. Oh, we got, I don't know if you can hear the, the clock in the background, Zach, but this is our... I guess we might as well go into the untranslatables, Jerry. I mean, that's a good time. That's yeah. good, great timing. So, so the story behind <laughs> this, Zach, just so you know, uh, um, when we started this podcast a few years back, um, I was uh, living back at my parents over the summer, uh, and this clock that we have is an old German cuckoo clock that goes off at random times. Uh, it used to be four minutes before the hour. Then we lost power a few days ago. Now it's like three <laughs> minutes after the hour. It's really weird. Um, but anyway, so... After that, we started to use that as our little sound clip for the untranslatables. I had I had Chad stick a microphone up to it and send me the recording of it, and now that's our sounder into untranslatables. Yep. So you said you had a few Hungarian phrases for us. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you you guys practiced a bit a bit of Hungarian uh, while while you were preparing for the show, or, or I, I actually have no. I have. Uh, I think one or two Hungarian phrases for you. I'm sure I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but you can help me out with them. So, uh, but first, I want to hear yours. Okay, uh, let me just pull them up, and there you go. There's there's the first one. Um, so I will try to keep the tones um, like. How do I say this? Neutral. So I will I will try to use the right tones so you can kind of guess. Okay. What's okay. Going oh, on. okay. 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 Cool. Cool. Not neutral. Okay. So here's here's the first one. Örül, mint majom a farkának. Okay. And what does that mean? Like, what's the literal meaning? So, the li- like, if I want to translate word by word, it means mm-hmm. she is as happy as a monkey about his tail. So, uh, about the third person. Okay. So it, it, it talks about the third person. Okay. Huh. She, she is... Can you say, say the literal translation one more time for us? Yeah, she is as happy as a monkey about his tail. Yeah, she's very happy. Someone is very happy. Is does Ecstatic. it mean you're a gold digger? Uh, not exactly. No, it no. means you are <laughs> jumping for joy. Oh, you're, oh, you're super, super happy. happy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah it's just said. jumping okay. for joy <laughs> because apparently Your monkeys so they better, jump though. around and they are happy that they have a tail. <laughs> I right, mean, right. it's yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's cool, though. It's cool. All right. I, I'll give you a Hungarian one uh, as well, Zach. I'm sure I'm going to butcher the uh, uh, butcher the Hungarian, but here we go. Mirt itatod az egereket. Okay. So um, do you want me to correct you with the pronunciation? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes please. Yes, please. Yeah, we never, we never have speakers on that speak these languages, so I'm super excited. So please correct me. Yeah. Okay. So, so the correct one is mirt itatod az egereket. Say it one more time slowly. Miért itatod az egereket? Miért itatod mm. az egereket? Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and, just, just, and what does that mean for our listeners out there who don't speak Hungarian? Um, so if I want the, the literal translation, it means why are you giving drinks to the mice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jared, what do you think this one means? Why are you giving drinks mm. to the mice? I'd imagine it would be why are you so sad or why are you crying. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he got it right, right? Here's yeah, the problem. absolutely. Why I, I do this? Crying, we, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do this so, so much that I feel like I'm an expert level untranslatable. We've we've gotten decent no. at guessing some of these. <laughs> I will admit, we've had some friends on the podcast before, and they are completely lost. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Uh, well, 210 episodes strong. Uh. All right. Do you have another? Uh, give us another Hungarian one, uh, please, Zach. Sure, no problem. I actually have 17. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, wow. We're not going to do 17, but yeah, we'll prob- do some. Yeah, we'll I'll, I'll some um, <laughs> the three-hour podcast with, with Zach. Learn, so, learn, so learn, here's, here's one. Um, az Isten háta mögött. Hmm. Which means? Which means behind God's back. Behind God's back. Is that like out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, like super far away. That oh, wow. Nobody, uh, nice. Oh, so super far away. So oh, cool. uh, what, we have a few. What would what would be some English untranslatables for that? Uh, in the boonies. Yeah. Bumfuck nowhere. Bumfuck nowhere. BFE. Yeah. I don't like that one. That though. one's not a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess like we can't one. use that anymore. Not yeah, think about I don't it. like that one. That's not a good one. Um, <laughs> I, in, in Czech, I forget the Czech, but they uh, where the where the foxes sleep at night. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in German, I, they I say, wo die, wo die Hasen und Füchse sagen Gute Nacht, where the um, uh, rabbits and foxes say good night. I think that's a German one. Yeah, there's a lot of those mm-hmm. kind of middle of nowhere. Uh, all right. Well, I want to give you a, uh, a Chinese one, Zach. Uh, this is a, I, I always say this wrong, but this is a Cheng uh, Yu. I'm sure I said that wrong, but it's a four-character idiom in Chinese. And uh, and I think I can pronounce two of these words. We'll find out. Oh, man. Uh, here we go. Du yi wu er. Du yi wu er. Am I allowed to go and ask my wife? <laughs> sure. You sure, if you if you want to, sure. Do, do you know what it means? I mean, I'm sure you understand e and r. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I understand those. Yeah, two. yeah. What's that? E and R, uh, one and two. So it oh, okay. it means literally it means uh, uh, only and uh, none uh, or uh, sorry only one and there is no number two. If you try to literally translate these four characters, there is only one and there is no number two. Hmm. I think Jared is the expert in this one, so he might, this he one, might be able to take this one. <laughs> that, that definitely sounds like an expert level untranslatable, because I'm I'm a little stumped on that one too. Right. <laughs> no, say say this. Say uh, all right. I'm gonna get it though. So mm-hmm. Say 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 it again. So one is one, and this no, is like a no, matrix. No, uh, right. Line. No, there, there is only there is only one, and there is no number two. Morpheus. There is only <laughs> one, and there is no number two. Right. Um. Hmm. Just, just think about it. I think it's a little bit more obvious than both of you are. Is, is, it, is, it, is it related to relationships or, or marriage? Parents? Not really, no. It, I was thinking a parent-child relationship. There's only one. There is no number two. Because it's not religious. There, no. Because no. that's yeah, there's I, no I, religions. It's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not religious at all. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to think of a way, a way to explain it, but there's no good there's way to only explain one, it without. It's like there's only one right way to do something. No, no. It just means you're unique. You're oh, you're like the only one. Of course. Yeah, it means okay. here. It, let me look at my notes here. Um, it literally means like a, yeah. yeah. It refers to something that is unique. Um, so so the first character I'm going to pronounce this wrong because the tones this do uh, means uh, only and wu uh, means none. According to this, I'm okay. sure I said those only wrong. one and none other essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's only one. Good. Give us another one, Zach. All right. Let's look. What do we have? Uh, let's have uh, an easy one. 
kenyere lehet kenni. Oh, that sounds cool. Which means you can spread him on bread. Is that like when you're a pushover? I thought I was that was very nice. Um, do, do you want me to tell you what it what it means? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, what's yeah the, sure. What's the um, actual meaning? So it means somebody is very naive, and um, oh. bas- basically you can drag them around and make okay. them believe whatever whatever you want. <laughs> gullible. Oh, interesting. Yeah, gotcha. so they're gullible. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you about something else on on your channel. I saw and uh, I saw this. Re- this was I guess the last thing you posted. Was um one is this? I imagine one of your friends that you, uh, is also a student, and uh, was uh, is essentially it seems like stuck on his campus, uh, and and the people are saying that they're they've been quarantined for six months on and off, and they essentially can't leave. Um, first of all, um, how how'd you meet this person? Or can I can I ask that? I don't I don't want to I don't want to. <laughs> Sure. Uh, the, the, I, mean, okay. I mean, you you can ask whatever you want, man. Like honestly, the, the, <laughs> I don't know, it's literally like covered of his face. I don't want to. I don't want to get him in trouble. Right. <laughs> um, so so um, you know, we were doing an English corner um, last year, uh, just after summer, and one of my Chinese friends was was organizing this English corner, and he wanted you know foreigners to to come and and speak to to Chinese people, like kids mm-hmm. and and young adults, and uh, that's how I met my friend. Um, okay. I think I can reveal his name now because he is free to go, and you know there's mm-hmm. there's nothing bad about the video. So so Daniel, he he um, he is from uh, Uganda actually, mm-hmm. and um, that's how we met because of an English corner. And uh, yes, he is he is a student. He is actually in his final year, and oh, uh, cool. like he, mm-hmm. like he said, um, you know they've been locked in since basically January on a, on and off for six months. The only time that they were allowed out was April, I think, if I remember correctly. Right. right. And and only for like you know a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. just you know day day daytime they were only allowed outside during daytime. Mm-hmm. Like evening they had to go back in. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I've I think some campuses do that n- normally though too over there, don't they? I mean, I had a friend that she worked at a university, um, actually in um, oh where was she? She was the station right before Harbin, um, um, Shenyang. She lived in Shenyang. And she, uh, her, her university, uh, she had to be in by like 9 or 10 o'clock every night. Uh, had like a curfew. Um, but, hmm. And that was before all this happened. Um, but yeah, Maybe it's, I'm, it's I, I see, I've, I'm feeling like such an American now because I'm like, how, how could you, like the, a cur- I don't understand. I mean, now it makes sense. I'm not talking about, I, not maybe it doesn't make sense. It makes a little more sense during a pandemic time. But sure. just in general, I, I would be like, wow, well, I, I, I don't know if I could do that. Well, I mean, you don't have much of a choice. If you live sure. there, you know, you, you do it or you, I, <laughs> I don't know what else so, you do. So does he, oh, you can just he leave. Does, like, yeah. they yeah. seem, you know, they, that's they're true. very straight up about this. I mean, um, you know, so many times when, um, especially during uh, my, my videos in the comment section, like, mm-hmm. you know, some of these like Wumaos, um, we mm-hmm. can talk about this later if, uh, if you mm-hmm. guys fancy it. But, uh, you know, they, they come to my videos and they, they say things like, oh, if you don't like China, get out. Just, just leave. leave. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, they are very straight up about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are very genuine about it, but some people are just saying it because it's the norm to say to right, foreigners. Right. 
That's right. a pretty American thing to say, too, actually. Honestly, yeah. There, it's <laughs> funny. I think there are a lot more parallels that people don't realize between the U.S. and China. Like we talked about with food, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things, uh, most definitely. Hmm. Uh, so um, well, so he seemed like a, like a, a pretty positive guy about the whole thing. Um, do, do, do you think he holds... I mean, you've talked to him, I guess. He, you, he's your friend. Does he hold any animosity towards the school? Is he like, oh, that, like... If I would have, like, or, or is he just like, well, it is what it is. I guess this is how it happens. Or, or off camera, maybe is he more negative, or is is he really that positive about it? No, he's actually a super positive person. Um, I think I said it in the first video as well. Like, you know, first time I met you, you were like, you know, the sunshine in the room because everybody was just crying, oh, cool. and he was just nice, like nice. talking and talking and talking. Like he he has like you know, the. Uh, the middle of of everything like where, wherever he goes he is like you know the light of light of the place so he is definitely a super positive person and like i said i'm super surprised he he was still like so positive uh, during like this difficult time as well even off sure. camera he, w- he was like yeah man i mean it is what it is but you know you just gotta put up with it and push through right yeah I mean that's true. Obviously. It's a good mindset to have. But 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 I mean he he was put into a bind because he also wasn't uh, had no sort of financial support for it some of that time too. So it, it so it is getting to a point where it's like you know I really have to you know concern myself with how am I getting my food how, what's mm-hmm. you know in, in that and I think that's kind of unfair I would say and you know it's nice that he's positive but it but it's like. I don't know. It, it's it, it is it may it's kind of maybe kind of sad. I guess <laughs> watch watching the video. Yeah. because um, even just even just seeing. Uh, I mean, and once again, this is clearly just a guy too. But even when you were giving him the candy and just seeing, it was like, wow, this is like a this is like the greatest treat he's seems like he's had in a while. And it might be if you're stuck inside, a, right. you know, confines of a university or something like that. Uh, was there a point uh, in that video? where uh, you guys first started talking at the beginning and then you moved to another place. Was that because someone uh, was like, hey, what are you guys doing talking through the fence? Uh, that was one of the reasons. And the other one was because it's like a mobile fence. I think Chad knows how these mm-hmm. things work if, if, if he oh, were yeah, in oh, yeah. school. Like, in front of schools, they have these like, um, like gates, gates that just mm-hmm. shrink and like sure, okay. very mm-hmm. wide. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the buses and all sorts of stuff going yeah. through. Mm-hmm. And it just kept opening and closing and uh, we were like you know okay. what can we just move to another place and I got like you. one of the right. bar they they came out and they're like so are you gonna be long like what are you doing right, right. so we were yeah. like right, you know right. what we're actually leaving do you get any scrutiny uh from people when you you know film or or you know you mentioned you know the the you know haters on on youtube commenting on stuff uh, you know, I and and I will tell you my introduction actually to Chinese YouTubers. I think that you'll get a kick out of this, Zach. Is uh, Lao Wai eighty six and Serpent Zede. Those were my first two introductory. Like before I came to China, those were the two channels I watched. I will say I think their early videos had a lot of good things to say about China, and I do think they they do produce some really good content um, on a lot of levels. Absolutely, and I and I do like a lot of their videos, but um, it definitely. I think gave me a bit of a more negative skewed view before I came a little bit. 
Uh, and I'm glad, actually, I think Jared checked me on it a few times before I left. And he's like, do you really think, like, you know, they, they talked about some of these horror stories of, you know, somebody getting, like, blackmailed or whatever. And, and Jared was like, come on, man. Like, that's that's not going to happen to you. Like, you yeah. know, you've lived yeah, abroad. Like, You're not stupid. I was like, I was like, obviously, bad things happen. But you could also seek out the, uh, like, on YouTube is a very vast place. And I think it's very easy to get into a lane, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I think it's it's nice to that uh, you know you could stumble upon a channel like this mm-hmm. where it's where it, it gives a sort of a, a, a mixed bag of, of opinions and feelings and it's like I like living here but I'm also not telling you that you should live here or that this is the greatest place on earth right. but I'll tell you why I like it and I'll tell you why you might not like it mm-hmm. which I think is I think a lot of people need because um, you know I, I like to I like to fantasize about where I would go. Um, if I would move somewhere, but it was, like, but but then I think it's like, first of all, what am I escaping? Because it's like there's, <laughs> right. like, what, and what what do I want out of my life? Because you're, there's going to be some sort of problem everywhere, right? And it's like, uh, there's and it's no like, perfect place. Which problem do I want? And right. well, I think <laughs> what for am I work, to put up with, I for guess? work, it makes sense for you right now, at least, unless you found a job abroad. I think for Zach and I, what we've done work wise, China makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, money was and everything. But anyways, sure. I want to get back to this topic though of, you know, you being a YouTuber in China and how do you handle some of these, you know, people commenting on stuff and you know, well, you know, leave, you know, if you don't like it here, you know, do you just like ignore it? What how do you handle that kind of thing? Okay, so so here's the thing and it's going to sound really bad and some people are going to hate me for this, but you know, my ego is is a lot bigger than their words. If that oh, makes oh. any sense, mm-hmm. I like that actually. So, so I used to play um, football. Sorry, soccer mm-hmm. for you guys. You can say football. It's all right. <laughs> it's all good. We're like one of the only. Yeah. Yeah, you be, you guys been to 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 places, so you know that football is the one that you play with your feet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about egg ball or, or you know the, that weird American thing we play. Yeah. No, the thing is, like, I like American football as well. I I like the Giants. I'm a Giant supporter. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, nice. I don't, okay. I don't know if you guys follow the NFL, but that's just mm-hmm. my two cents on it. Okay, nice. I, I follow college more. Jared's looking at me. I follow college no, more. No, I'm not looking but, at you for any reason. I, was, but, yeah. I follow Formula One mostly. <laughs> yeah, he's a big Formula One guy. Definitely. Really? Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's coming back in a couple days or next week. Yeah, next week. I'm so it excited. Is. Man, so excited. I, I, I'm going to get back to, to Chad's like question immediately, yeah, but I need, to, yeah, I need to take a detour with this Formula <laughs> yeah, yeah. One. Go, go, for go for it. Go for Please. it. Yeah, take, take your detour, man. Who is your favorite driver in the current grid? Um, well, I mean, Hamilton is an obvious answer for me. I, I, we, we're big Hamilton fans in my house. And other than that, um, I'd say Ricardo. I, I find myself rooting for Ricardo. I hate to interrupt, but I love the fact that you watch Formula One with, uh, with Sydney at home. Yeah, me, and, me awesome. and my girlfriend are, are both in, really into it. <laughs> All right, so here's, here's the, the story for you. I've actually met Daniel Ricardo in person oh. Oh, wow. when, I, that's, that's when I was working at um, at like um, a private members club and he's a member there I have pictures with him his autograph and everything and like I had like a genuine conversation with him so just I to can, make I you jealous I will send it to Chad after after we finish oh, recording. I will send you the that's picture awesome. it's about cool, four cool. or five years old now but yeah I've, I've met know, him uh, when he was still in Red Bull was he a pretty down to earth guy what was he like Man, He's he was of, like oh, he ahead, is no, super cool. Like he is mega, mega cool. Like Australian, I mean Australian guys mm-hmm. are super cool. Aussies, Aussies are, are pretty cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
and, I, and, and he's I was sort like, of known for I'm being like, the, the me, jokester on the grid like, too. Is, are you really like you know Daniel Ricardo? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a little like you know nervous to talk to you and everything. And you know, I just want to ask like, are you really that funny in in person? <laughs> and then, then he, then he's like, he looks at me. I'm like, yeah, I like to think I'm a funny. Right. I don't know if I should say this like word, but it's the c word. Funny. Funny oh, yeah. cunt. You, you can say it. You can say it with your. You can get away with it with your yeah. accent, Zach. I I wouldn't say it because I'm an American, and the way I say it just doesn't sound good. But I go ahead, it, so. say it, man. <laughs> so Daniel turns around and he looks at me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a funny cunt. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like yes, you're you're ten out of yep, ten, yep, man. Like yep. like <laughs> at, that, at that point, he established like himself right, as right. my number one favorite driver. Obviously, oh, before oh, cool. him, it was Schumacher. Um, mm, like mm-hmm. for many many kids my age, but uh, I'm yeah. I'm newer to it though. I, I've I've really only been in, into it for which uh, surprises me because you are you've been a car guy for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's there's an interesting like divide though between the car fandom and the racing because there's no real comparison between like a even the greatest McLaren 720s and a Formula One car. Like those are completely different levels, mm. and so it's it's just it's like a different sort of like a you know thing that you're enjoying with right. one rather than the other. Right. But uh, I do regret that it took me so long. But now since I've been in quarantine, I, we will get back to your question too. That was I'm a great question. I'm not worried. Question. I'm not worried. You guys <laughs> talk as... I actually have some things related to this. So we, I got it in the back burner. Don't worry. You guys talk as much as you want. Now that we've been in quarantine, I have been going back and uh, you know I've been working from home during this whole thing. And, I, and just on my big compu- desktop computer behind my little work laptop, I just have old Formula One races on all day long. So I've been watching a lot from like the 80s up and just uh, and just trying to soak in as much as I can. It's been great. It's been great. All right, go back. I'm, I'm done. That's well, all I got. I, I am curious though, Zach. Have you uh, have you heard what's been going on with NASCAR in the United States? Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't really follow NASCAR. I don't either. But it's been big in the news lately because yeah. there is a driver named Bubba Wallace. Have you heard of this guy before? Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so Bubba, Bubba Wallace. Wallace uh, uh, I, was he the one that actually initially? I don't remember if he was the one that went to the NASCAR initially to have them renounce the Confederate flag. No, I, I don't think that was. It him wasn't him. Did. Okay, uh, did someone do that? I, I thought there was. I don't know, but anyways, oh, I, the I NASCAR has done all these very, I would say, it's very left-leaning things. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and one of those was, you know, um, I well, is it left-leaning or is it just the right thing to do? I don't, I don't think that's know. That's a left-leaning. I don't I know. Mean, but anyways, they they decided that they would ban all Confederate flags mm-hmm. um, from their events. Which, if you don't know anything about NASCAR, to whoever's listening to this, uh, it's very popular in the South. There are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of people in Michigan who who rock a Confederate flag, and I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of funny though. NASCARs have been pretty big right now in the media here in the states just because of what they've been doing. Well, and because there was the noose that they found in in his lot. But his... it wasn't a noose, right? Well, that's what they say. But right. then NASCAR released a picture of it, and that's what I was showing you. This is what it was, and they're saying this was a uh, like it's the garage to pull, pull the door. Yeah, garage pull. It looked a hell of a lot like a noose. But yeah, um, it, it has it has been in the uh, in the media a lot. Yeah. Well, um, it's funny actually. I I wrote that down to. To, just to bring talk it up about, to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. That's cool though. So, wow, and that must be so weird. I don't know if I've ever met somebody of that caliber before, Zach. You know, that high up of an athlete, or or you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 
I've, I, I would actually, be probably pretty starstruck and nervous too. I think at Universal Studios, I did see Grant Hill, who you know obviously used oh, to be a very player, big uh, time popular basketball, basketball player. player. Yeah. And my friends walked up to him. I'm not a walk up to celebrity kind of person. Mm. Uh, so I, but also I wasn't. I'm actually not a huge basketball fan, so I don't really care that much anyway. I'm like, I don't, okay, yeah, it's right. Grand Hill. I get it, but um, I, I feel like I try so hard not to walk up to celebrities, right. almost to a fault. Well, at the at the same time, you don't want to be that person too, right? You yeah, know, that person. But yeah, uh, that's cool. It's good he was down to earth kind of guy. Yeah, and he does have that. He does have that uh, that reputation on the grid. Like he's sort of the. Now maybe Lando Norris as well, but he's one of the few. Before Lando Norris, he's super young, maybe twenty or something like twenty-one. He was one of the few jokesters, and the one that actually seemed like had a real personality to him. All all the other ones kind of seemed like robots a little bit mm. for the most part, as far as humans go. Um, so yeah, what what was your question? Because I thought it was a good question, but I totally forgot what it was. Yeah, though. just life life uh, as a YouTuber in China, how yes. you deal with these, the, oh, yes. these negative you know comments from people um, because. There were definitely some times when I lived in China where I would um, hold my tongue. You know, people would say certain things, um, and and you know, I I am not one to. Uh, I think if you listen to our podcast, you will not hear me. Com- I'm not much of a complainer. Uh, you know, I really appreciated my time in China. I'm hoping to go back there at some point. You know, I love the country. I love the people. Um, but you know, there there it's not perfect there. And, and occasionally, you know, I wouldn't say negative things about you know certain aspects of China because there are some no goes. You know, you don't talk about Taiwan. You know, they say what the three T's, right? Taiwan, Tibet, and Tiananmen Square, mm-hmm. uh, or Tiananmen. You know, stuff like that. Anyways, and the H's how, I yeah, add on too. Right, right. Anyways, how do you handle this, Zach? How do you handle the haters and this these type of things? So, like I said uh, earlier, before we drifted off into the uh, the world of Formula One, is uh, like. <laughs> Uh, my ego is bigger than than their words and by that I mean you know I used to play football uh, for a very long time and you know playing sports your ego is getting brushed a lot like oh you're mm-hmm. doing really good you're a really good sports person right. you're gonna do great blah 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 and that you know pushes your ego up and up and up and up and up until it reaches the ceiling then you realize you're not that good but um, in other like aspects of life, that's that's actually really good because it's it's very easy to deal with uh, with things like that in uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So it's it's my ego that actually helps me um, overcome these things. I mean, at the beginning, obviously, it was really hard to to see like you know hate comments and and saying things like "taunima the shabby lawai" and and all of these things like you know like get out of the country and all of these like you know right, right. bad chinese things and sometimes mm-hmm. i get it on the street as well like um you know from like uneducated people mm-hmm. uh, when i talk on the phone in english with my wife for example i can i can hear it on my other ear that you know they are saying something Bad oh oh bad yeah stuff. yeah this is all no, very I, I American. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is yeah, a, you have to. <laughs> There's a lot of. It's not, this it's is... not like you know wow. super common. It it happens right, right. like once every six months. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty rare. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. that they are racist and they want you out of the country immediately. Right, it's just right. you know some of these like old uncles and aunties they right, are right. a bit well, sensitive about you know China and they are, they love their country basically right, and they right. just want. To we see that here in the states too. But then you also got to think those are the ones that are saying it out loud. There, I mean, there are probably right. a lot of people that I think it agree with them and don't say anything. I mean, that's that's we I see I, that here in the states yeah. at least. But yeah, they're they're obviously always the loud people, literally. Right. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> speaking in this sense. But then that would make me wonder. 
well, how much do people think this in general? Is just this one per- person that's ridiculous enough to say it to me right. in person? I, I do have one other question for you, Zach, and this kind of relates to um, some of the people I've met in China and then uh, Chinese people I've met in the West, you know, in the States. Um, I've noticed that uh, a lot of the people in China, you know, when they ask me about the States, you know, I'm happy to tell them all, you know, all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm happy to share my own political opinions with people, but... I always tell them this isn't, you know, this isn't for me to impart my beliefs on you or anything like this. This is just what I think and and how I feel and everything else. Um, But whenever people would ask me, you know, well, is there anything you dislike about China? Um, I don't know if they were just expecting me to say like, oh, no, I love it here. Everything's great. But, you know, there there were a few things that, you know, occasionally I would say just like uh, um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, One thing I think I mentioned to a colleague was... um, just I was surprised by, you know, some of the sanitary conditions of certain places in China. Uh, you know, you got some dirty places in China. You know, it's it's this is nothing reflecting necessarily on, on Chinese people as a whole or anything. It's just what you see over there. Um, have you had the experience where you can actually have like an open discussion, a genuine conversation, really a good discourse with Chinese people and also talk about some of the negatives of China? Um, yes, but the thing is... Um you need to be in the right position to 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 do this and uh, most of the time it's it's the family family members that you can do it with so my father-in-law he's he's very open about you know western culture and he's like a world traveler like oh, oh cool he drove from china all the way to europe and in, in his whoa that's I didn't know that was crazy possible. all yeah, the way up to yeah. yeah russia mm-hmm. and uh wow. going down that's amazing wow so kind of that was, was last year. Actually, doesn't matter. Doesn't in, matter. In May, and uh, <laughs> then mm-hmm. we met. We met my father-in-law and my mother-in-law in Hungary in July. So oh, they oh, they've cool. been traveling mm. for almost three months, three whole months. And um, you know, with them, I can definitely talk mm. about the differences and you know what things are not so great. Um, but I think talking to like you know just Chinese friends that you've known for a short time. That's a very difficult it know, topic is. to talk about because, mm-hmm. um, you know, people like to call them nationalists. Um, mm-hmm. But in all fairness, they, they just really love their country and uh, they really like to show it. Like you go out on the streets here, you can see the Chinese flag everywhere. Every, everywhere. Every, single, yeah. every single building mm-hmm. has it. And uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, um, is it the same with uh, with you guys in America? You like, see a yeah. lot of American yes. flags, a whole lot of them. Yeah. On so, people's cars. You know, um, I, would, I would like to think, um, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I would like to mm-hmm. think that Americans, they love their country just as much Chinese people love their own. I, I would agree f- to, to a certain extent, yeah. I would, I would agree. I think the way that Americans show it and the way that this belief manifests is a lot different. Um, and I, and I will say though, I think something that is, uh, to me as American, this is a stupid saying, but I love this saying as American as apple pie is us criticizing and having discussions about negative things of our country. Um, yeah. you know, whereas I think, I think in China you tend to, uh, at least my experience from even talking to, you know, my colleagues and my Chinese friends over there is they tend to not really, uh, talk too much about the negatives or critique especially people in certain positions, it's just not done over there. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here, you know, we have all sorts of, you know, you have satire in newspapers and comics and TV shows and talk shows. Yeah. So it's just a very different way 
um, that I think patriotism is very different, I think, in China and the States. I'm not saying it's good or it's bad or it's better or it's worse. I just think it's different. Yeah. It's yeah, because we have different you know, tenets to what we believe right. makes our country important. And right. I definitely think this whole idea of freedom of speech and freedom of press is huge here. Mm-hmm. And that like you can't tell me what to do kind of thing is very, American, very strong here in the, <laughs> yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you sent us a song uh, for yes. the song of the pod. Can you actually tell us the title? Because uh, my character reading skills are absolutely non-existent. Um, and Same. if you know the title of the song, uh, and we're going to post it on our YouTube channel, um, at, we have a song of the pod playlist. So we'll post that there. Uh, we thank you so much, uh, Zach, for sending us that song. It was quite a listen. I think you said there's some story behind it or something. Can you tell us a little bit about the song and the story? Okay, so um, basically the, the song is about uh, paint or painting or draw or drawing. And uh, mm-hmm. that is the actual um, name of the song, just painting, which is hua. Mm-hmm. So, um, so strong, four, fourth tone, mm-hmm. so hua. Mm-hmm. And uh, that basically means uh, paint or painting or, or draw or drawing. And um, the, uh, the guy is singing about, like, you know, painting a picture about... Uh, things for for this girl like it's very mm-hmm. like you know metaphorical uh, mm-hmm. the, the the whole song so nice. um, um this song caught my attention because um when well during my first six months i went out a lot with mm-hmm. um you know foreigners and chinese people and we would usually end up in these chinese bars where they where they only play like chinese music and this song was a few of those and this this song was very very popular at that time. I don't know why because this song is from like 2016, mm-hmm, and uh, that was 2017 when I was I was going out with a lot of uh, different people, and this song was just playing like every hour, and it like you know it really catches you like you know it, they play it over and over and over again, and just mm-hmm. the melody of the song and like you know you start to understand some words and and some mm. like um expressions in it mm-hmm. and you yes. really pick it up so yeah that is basically the short long answer <laughs> oh nice great yeah that's awesome i was my question my next question was going to be have you uh sung the song in a ktv before a karaoke bar uh no i never actually tried to sing any chinese songs uh, okay. before but i tell you what um in the future if I get drunk enough, I will remember. <laughs> I will okay, remember okay. that Chad asked me to to do that. So. And we know you follow through on these. You you do follow through. That's true. Man, I follow through on everything, on, on literally everything. Like people ask me to like you know do a headstand on my mm-hmm, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I will do it, even nice, even nice. though I don't know how to do a headstand. More more reasons to check out Zach's YouTube channel. Yeah, there you absolutely. go. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a. I just I have so so many positive experiences with KTVs over there. That's why I wanted to ask you as well, just because it's it's fun to go there. And I don't know if you you've experienced this, but I just saw so many uh, people over there, a lot of Chinese people who could sing really well. And I have a theory. I think it's because of the fact that they have a tonal language. Now I'm not saying everyone had a nice voice, mm. but everyone could keep pitch pretty well. Um, you know, yeah. Have you experienced that as well when you... Uh, I'm sure you've gone to a KTV or two in your day. Yeah. I mean, I, I still go to KTVs when, when I can. Not right now, obviously, but yeah. Right, I mean, right. I, I like to go to KTVs. It's it's good fun. You you hang out with friends and it's a different experience. Something mm-hmm. that is, you know, not very common 
uh, back in England or back in Hungary, for example. Right. And uh, not really yeah, in the I, states either. Yeah, and I have to, I have to agree with you on uh, on this like tonal thing. Like you know, so many like aes, sorry, um, aunties. Aunties, yeah, the older older women, older Chinese, Chinese women, women, like yeah. like the ones that we had in the school as cleaners. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if 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 you would send them into British Got Talent, for example. They would right. win it. They'd kill like, it. Yeah, they'd kill it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like totally. And I'm so surprised. Like these, these like older uncles and aunties, they don't like you know try their luck because in China they have these like um, what what do they call them? Um, talent shows mm-hmm. where where people can sing, and that's where this song, the one that I sent you about the painting, uh, came from. This guy auditioned for for a talent show. And oh, he wrote this song. Okay. He wrote this song by himself, and and he performed it by himself. Uh, That's I think pretty it was cool. His, yeah. That's I a really cool his, story. His girlfriend or or partner, she was playing the flute at the same time. Okay. So the flute that you can hear in the background in the music that was either his wife or his girlfriend. I'm not so sure. But cool. it's so like interesting to see like you know these people they are they are locked in. Well, I wouldn't say they are locked in, but they they are hidden in this country. And they have like amazing voices. They're, and hid- they're hidden gems. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. hidden gems. Yeah. You know, if if somebody from a talent agency is is listening to this podcast or they're watching <laughs> right. it, man, come to China, pick up some right. aunties and uncles, take them back to the states, or take them to England yep. or wherever, and you're gonna it be a millionaire. Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> yep, kill it for sure. Yeah, that's true. And it was funny because. You know, I, I studied music. Uh, I think I have a good understanding of music, but I'm not a great singer by any means. Um, and so I went to the KTV uh, bar with my girlfriend in Beijing back in the day. And uh, and that's where, where I just saw, yeah, so many talented people singing there. And it was funny when I would butcher like a, like a Frank Sinatra song or something, you know, they, they, they acted almost like I was this amazing singer. And I'm like, come on, like all of you are a million times better than me. What are you doing? You know, don't like, thank you for welcoming me here and being nice. And, but you know, people would come I up suck. to our table and, you know, like, you know, t- cheers and toast you or, or, you know, get, get around a drinks or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Good, good times. Good times. Very cool. Well, yeah. We appreciate the song a lot. Uh, it's yes, a good thank one. You. Uh, I also, I have to give you a lot of, uh, uh, respect as well because I, I didn't uh, think you were going to send it to me via YouTube uh, when you sent it. I thought it would be maybe QQ Music or something. So it was so we can use that YouTube link directly. So that's mm-hmm, perfect. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, very cool. Uh, well, great. Well, I, I'm sure it's getting a little late for you. I'm sure you've you've got some things to do coming up tomorrow morning. So uh, I think we'll sign you off in just a moment. But I think this has been a great episode. We'd love to have you back again sometime uh, yes. in the future, Zach. Uh, give us some more Hungarian untranslatables and tell us more about what's going on with your life and your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, we enjoy the videos, and uh, we definitely look forward to more of them. Do you want to uh, plug your stuff one more time? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so if you want to check me out on YouTube, which is like my main like media right now, if you type it into YouTube, Zach P in the search bar, first result should be me. Very little followers, just over 500, but I'm growing steadily, so... You know, if you want uh, the real China, if you want uh, some snowboarding, some food-related stuff, come and mm-hmm. check me out. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Uh, if you don't like it, leave a dislike. 
You know, haters are welcome. <laughs> right, right. That's why we like you, Zach. One of many a reasons. A view is a yeah. view. Okay, that's true. That is true. Yeah, Gene Simmons used to say, "Any any publicity is good pub- publicity." Yeah. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Well, great. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate a lot of the content you're putting out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's just great to see uh, your vlogs are awesome. You're producing a lot of great content, so keep that up. We're looking forward to uh, seeing more in the near future. Um, and I guess, do you have any any other questions? No, for, no all do right. your normal well, thing. Well, then, uh, just to recap today's episode with Zach, uh, we really appreciate him coming on. Zach is a, a YouTuber living in Jilin, China, um, who has a lot of great culinary videos, uh, videos related to snowboarding, life in China. So check him out. He also does some live streams. If you want to see some delicious barbecue, check that out as well. Uh, I definitely <laughs> don't watch it, though, if you're hungry, yeah. um, because you will get even hungrier. Uh, make sure you've already eaten. So we really appreciate Zach taking the time to come with us today here on the Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, it's been a great, <clears throat> great episode. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here, apparently. Uh, but anyways, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, which is gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Great. There we go. All right. Well, thanks Thank a you. lot, Zach. We really appreciate it. Um, and if there's anything we can do to help you, um, you know, what I was thinking is...